You are listening to Don't Touch My Music, hosted by Kiana and Chardonnay, your go-to podcast for all things music. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Don't Touch My Music. I am Chardonnay, and I'm here with my co-host, Kiana. Hi. And today, we're going to be talking about record labels. Um, for those of you who listened to our previous episode, um, previous Monday episode where we talked about music publishing, I mentioned that I enjoyed talking about music publishing, and I also enjoy talking about record labels. Same. Yes, Same. because... I also had like in the back of my mind, like when I was younger, like I wanted to start like a little record label, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's so cool. Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that happen on the back end mm-hmm. of it that is not so what you appealing. Say, appealing, right? Mm. Um, but I think it's fun because you get to like produce music and mm. build like an artist mm. and like market them worldwide, internationally. Um, I think it's fun. So some of you may know what a record label is, but I'll explain anyway. Um, in simple terms, a record label functions as a support system for recording artists and performing artists. Um, they have multiple departments dedicated to different aspects of a musician's career. Um, and record labels can also be seen as an investor because they invest in the careers of the artists that they sign to their label um, and also everything that comes along with ensuring that the artist is successful. Mm-hmm. Now, now we can go into um, what record labels do, like what role do they play um, in artists' careers and as we said beforehand, or as Chardonnay said beforehand, um, there are specific departments within a record label that are dedicated to specific aspects of a musician's career or in building a musician's career in everything that comes afterwards. It's just, there's a lot of things going on in there. (laughs) And um, we're going to go over the four main ones that pretty much do most of what needs to be done yeah um having said that the first one um is a and r which stands for artists and repertoire which is sounds fancy yeah. <laughs> sounds fancy as fuck when you say it that way yeah. um but they're basically referred to as the gatekeepers of the music industry because yeah. without them they're like there wouldn't be much going on inside a record label because there would be no artists there. True, <laughs> um, true. So their main job is to discover new acts that record labels might want to sign. Um, yeah. There's a collective term for that, and it's called scouting. So traditionally, they um, used to actually travel a lot from city to city within whatever country the record label is primarily located in um, attend live shows at nightclubs or bars to try and find new talents for um, the record label to potentially sign. However, nowadays it's more common that they scour the internet. So they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram 
trying to scout. Things has changed. Yeah, trying to scout has... from there, especially with the pandemic, because oh, live yeah. shows were not a thing for a couple of years, basically. Mm, yeah. Um, so it was really uh, the 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 online platforms that um allowed for a lot of labels to discover new talent. Um, and then typically once artists get signed, the A&R department or A&R reps um, will develop a close relationship with that artist because it's one of the yeah. few ways that they're able to ensure that whatever vision the artist the had has. for themselves as well mm -hmm. as what the label as has, a, right. that both things are being met. Um, and they also serve as a means of communication between the artist and the label. Um, mm -hmm. And they also help find the right people, the right team Yes. for the artists so the right producers the right sound engineers um the right designers the right, songwriters as yeah well. the right songwriter the right everybody that's going to be on yep. that person's team a and r helps them find that peep that people <laughs> those people <laughs> helps them find those people um because within the record label other than probably like their own manager um within the record label the A&R department is the one that's going to cultivate the closest relationship. Um, and then apart from A&R, um, what they do as well is marketing and promotion. So, yes, mm -hmm. it's exactly what it sounds like marketing the artist and promoting the artist. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of the main things that record labels do, because this is one of the main ways that they make their money. Because like I said earlier, they are seen as an investor because they invest their money into the career of the artist and ensuring that the artist is successful. And they do this by marketing them on a mm -hmm. massive scale in yeah. order to get their ROI. So their return on investment, the department, the marketing department basically provides, um, like I said, the artists with global exposure. Record labels also use their large network um, and any connections that they may have to kind of broadcast their artists to the media. So online or even on television, have them on radio and even find PR opportunities for them and also mm -hmm. like assist with publishing. So mainly they help plan, well, not help, they, they plan yeah. um, and execute marketing campaigns in order to build the artist and get them maximum exposure another mm -hmm. thing that they do is help with branding so they assist with building the artist's image so curating their sound their look another thing that they do as well is like media training so having the artists portray themselves in a certain way um that kind of aligns with their music and the image that they are building for them and lastly, what they do is they get their artists onto the most influential playlist on global streaming platforms and radio stations. When you see the artists on like the top hits on Spotify and like these iconic, I would say, like playlists because it's like the songs are in there, like the yeah, songs yeah. to listen to are in those playlists. Yeah, um, yeah that's what they do. They, 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 they help get their artists on those things to get them maximum exposure. A lot of persons refer to record labels as marketing companies because, like I said earlier, they really market their artists massively, like heavily mm. to like get them out there to make their money back because it's essentially the money that they spend is what they want back because they spend a they spend a yeah. lot of money into the advances in, like, yeah like investing large. into the artists yeah it's it's a lot so another another thing that record labels do um for the musicians that they sign is that they offer 
specialist support. So the specialist support department um, deals with most things that have to do with administration, legal matters, partnerships, and royalties, because we talked about publishing last on the last Monday episode. So things like uh, tracking, collecting, and distributing royalties would be happening in the specialist support department. And then, yeah. of, like, of course, lawsuits, contracts, um, all of that complicated as <laughs> lots of paperwork mm -hmm. type of stuff um, goes on over there. Another thing that record labels do is distribution. This department is responsible for getting the artists' music into stores physically and digitally and also on streaming platforms for public consumption and to purchase. Um, traditionally, major labels um, handled distribution themselves, but now in more modern current. times than I would say. Yeah, yeah current <clears throat> times. Um, record labels usually sign contracts with distribution companies and have them take over all the distribution on their behalf. This is what we see today. And um, I think it would be a lot easier to do it that way. And it takes less stress, I would say, of the label in terms of like trying yeah. to get it all out there. Like, Yeah, I, I would say that the like big three major labels yeah. definitely still do their own distribution. Yes, the big three. Yes. You know, like that's why there are platforms like cd baby and whatnot yes they, they, exactly they specialize in that they do that so yeah and i think it's going to cost them yeah that's what i was saying i think it's much easier for well then the sub labels and also independent labels to do that because it takes a lot of stress and work yeah off of their plate because remember yeah. they don't have much resources as well having said that let's get into major labels versus independent labels and what that means because yeah. i know that both words get thrown around a lot like the way we were Ooh. just throwing them around mm -hmm. um but we'll explain what the difference is between the two um so major labels um there are actually only three that are considered major labels by definition um and those three are sony bmg universal music group and warner music group which are, you know, you, you see them fucking everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> They're doing Literally. all the things. Um, and why those three specifically are referred to um, as major labels or the big three is because they are multinational companies. So they're yep. global. Yep. Um, they have headquarters in many, many countries. Mm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, and then they also hold more than 5% of the global market. So those those are the two biggest characteristics that make them qualify as yeah. major labels. But then on top of that, um, they also have their own distribution networks, as we were just saying. Um, they also have their own sub labels that promote, uh, record and sign like artists that um, focus on specific genres. Mm -hmm. um, and then like other smaller things, but you know, that are still part of the big picture is the fact that they basically have an endless amount of money. <laughs> oh, yes. That financial, that, that, that financial situation is very nice, very good for them. Very. Ooh. Yeah. 
and they are also of course very well established uh mm -hmm. everybody knows who they are they have all the connections everywhere mm -hmm. um you know they do they're in all the businesses <laughs> yeah. they do all yeah. the things um and the one thing that like kind of you know is like the downside of major labels and signing with major labels is that they can be very um limiting controlling or, yeah exactly limiting controlling constricting. i said let me just yeah uh when yeah. it comes to artists like contractually and also yeah. creatively there is mm -hmm. gonna be stuff rules that you're gonna have to follow there's mm -hmm. gonna be things that they're gonna require of you um those contracts these days are looking real bleak <laughs> 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 looking real sad real bleak um and that's why you find more and more musicians signing with independent labels instead. So Chardonnay, yeah. take it away. Yeah. With the independent I'm going to tell you guys what is an independent label. Um, there are many, many, many mm -hmm. independent labels. Mm -hmm. um, but the three most well-known are Domino Recording Company, Glassnote Records, and Excel Records. Um, and they are independent labels because they operate without funding from major labels and their respective organizations. Um, other characteristics that independent record labels has is that they are able to sign whoever they want to sign. Yeah. So unlike major labels, major labels have a certain I mean, independent labels do have a certain thing that they yeah, look because there for. are niche labels that only yes. do specific music. Um, but with the independent labels, I guess it's a bit more free mm -hmm. in it terms is. of like who they sign, and there's not like anything specific. Because I think major labels would look like for something specific. Because remember, they're trying to trade, make money. They're trying to make money, you know. Yeah. And the independent labels are more about like creativity and like letting mm -hmm. the artists express themselves or whatever. Um. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, so they're able to sign whoever they want. And um, like I just mentioned, the artist has more freedom creatively, but also contractually. Yeah. Um, and the deals or the recording contracts are more artist friendly and beneficial towards the artist. Mm -hmm. um, and they work together to develop a close relationship to really try to understand what the artist wants and where they're coming from to help portray that in the best way as possible through their music or through their marketing or whatever it may be um and like he said major labels has endless amount of money independent labels does not they are very yeah. limited um in terms of like their financial resources also yeah. with staff as well yes um but exactly and also just most of their resources in general can just be um, quite limited because major yeah. labels have all the connections for like any, any, like any field you yeah. want to go into, they're likely to have a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a independent label is going to have to hustle, hustle to yeah. get that, uh, they would have that to opportunity hustle, yeah. for their artists. But you know, the thing is like, what I love about independent labels is that they let their artists be creative and then they support mm -hmm. their artists with that. That is one of the main things I love about independent labels. Yeah. Um, what I like about major labels is that they promote their artists mm -hmm. 
to the fullest potential. Like they really like go hard for the artist. They um, do, but what they I have that what, money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I what I don't like about major labels is that they control. They they they. Mm. Let me see how to put this. <laughs> They're like you know you know um you know that TV show Dance Moms. Mm-hmm. Major labels are like the Dance Moms. <laughs> No, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but I just don't like the fact that they try to control the artist and be like, okay, like, this is what I think you should sing. This is how I think you should dress. And some might say, oh, no, we're not doing that. Because again, like Kiki mentioned earlier, the A&R rep would be sort of that liaison between the artist and the label. Mm -hmm. But the A&R rep would also try to push the label's idea or agenda for the artist onto Mm -hmm. the artist and sometimes the artist would have no idea the artist would just think genuinely that the rep is i don't know if this choice of word is correct but is looking out for them yeah but they're just aligning the artist with what the label wants you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean both has their pros and their cons but um yeah for sure for sure what I wanted to say is that I actually enjoy the marketing aspect of things in the music industry um, and the A&R aspect because when I was mm. doing my internship, I actually focused mainly on marketing like with the artist and I slowly like kind of went into A&R because at that time, the owner of the artist management company signed like two new artists and she was like hey i signed these two new artists can you listen to their demos and tell me what you think so i would like listen to all of their music and like give her feedback on it um and i would tell her like what i think can be improved like in their new recording sessions and Mm -hmm. what kind of direction that they should take with their music Um, and I would also advise her on like their image because she would always ask me like um, they sh- she would always say like they, they shoot like some photos. They did like a little photo shoot. What do you think of these photos? What do you think of the image? You know, and I would give her advice on that. And she would always tell me like she think that I would be fit for A&R because I do it so well and I have like such a such a good air for music and I can yeah. I pay like attention to detail when it comes to like the artist's image. So I was like, mm. Mm. okay. But yeah, those are like the basics of record labels what they do who they Mm -hmm. are um Mm -hmm. what the differences between major labels and independent labels is Mm -hmm. um of course there's always as we say every episode there's always much more to the picture but again we're building a foundation here rome wasn't built in a day i wanted to mention a documentary that i think is worth watching um if you're kind of interested in seeing how things can go wrong <laughs> with no, record labels. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a, it's a documentary that's worth watching because not only do you see a band go through a lawsuit with what used to be a major label, um, you also kind of see the impact of digitalization on the industry while it was happening. Mm-hmm. You also see a band come out of it um, through music, which... Mm-hmm is dope it's like a full circle story mm-hmm. um and it's really well done and there's multiple people from multiple bands that get interviewed in here and these are people that are either independent musicians now or have moved on from their major label to an independent label the documentary is called artifact 
um and it tells the story of when uh the band 30 seconds to mars realized that their contract was shit <laughs> that mm-hmm. their contract was yucky poo poo and um <laughs> and they weren't making any money and were in fact just in a shit ton of debt <laughs> even yeah. though they were quite successful for a rock band at that time and how um they had to start a whole lawsuit to yeah. try to resolve the situation um I know that Jared Leto is somewhat of a controversial <laughs> person, mm-hmm. um, but it's worth a watch just for the educational purpose, even if you don't like the band or him. Yeah. I like that you brought up that they were in debt and they weren't making any money because a lot of people think that when you're assigned to a label, mm-hmm. it's all peaches and creams. Like mm-hmm. it's a bed of roses. And I mean, while it can be for some, yeah. Most- Majority of the time, it's not talking about major labels here. Yeah. Um, because I mean, with independent, it could go south too, but you don't have so much risk involved and also so much debt involved. Yeah, you don't have such a big advance hanging over your head. Ooh, that yeah, that 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 mainly because I was about to say the major labels give you ridiculous advances. Yeah, and like. A lot of people think that when you're signed to a major label, it's all peaches and cream, a bed of roses, like I'm going to be this famous star, which you would be if they really invest into you. But the thing is, you have just this load of debt hanging over your head because the money that they invest into you, they want it back in return. If mm-hmm. it's with um, maybe, for example, with your merchandise, everything that you sell, they want a percentage of it. If it's with your sales online, your whatever, like they want the money back. Like it's not yeah, free money. To, you know what I mean? That shit. Yeah. You know, and... that's why 360 contracts became so popular. Mm-hmm. So let us transition smoothly into our little small talk section where we ask each other what our favorite songs of the week are. And also, we ask each other two, qu- n- not two questions, a question. A question. Why, like, yeah, why is my brain so confused? Anyway, what's your, okay. what's your song? So the first song that I've been listening to this week endlessly is Caliber by mm-hmm. Coco Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, do you know Coco Jones? I know her face because I see yes. her on social media all the time. Yes. But I do not know her, her music. She's also um, in Bel Air the new mm-hmm. show yeah she, that's why yeah, i know her face <laughs> yeah she's playing um i believe hillary she is yeah um coco is that girl like she is that girl she was on disney channel mm-hmm. um in let it shine i believe it was um she like, was did i watch that she was the main character with um the guy that used to play in everybody hates chris mm-hmm. um but anyway coco jones caliber is my jam right now. It's sort of a, like an slow R&B vibe. Like Coco Jones is like an R&B girl. Like yeah. she is that, you know, girl. And that's what I'm listening to right now. Um, my song is old as fuck. <laughs> my, my song is old as fuck because like, because we did that, uh, the top five best-selling albums mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the world. Um it literally led me to create a whole playlist of just like old songs that make me feel fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the one that I've been listening to um, so much is uh, 
It's I'm coming out by mm, Diana Ross. Mm. Um, okay. <clears throat> because um, it's just a excellent pop song. It's, yeah. It's such a good pop song, and it makes me hype as fuck for mm. absolutely no reason. It's just it's, mm. it's a good ass song. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, as I said, I've been listening to it a lot like a lot but yeah i'm coming up by by diana ross so my second song that i've been listening to this week is carry on by patrice roberts now patrice roberts is a soca artist from trinidad and tobago mm. and um she has like a lot of good music like her her like soca music in general is like feel good music yeah um and she, i've been listening to a song of hers called carry on that she made a couple of years ago but it was like a hit song mm-hmm. um and she also re- recently released a song called mind my business mm-hmm. where she says i'm gonna drink water and mind my business with that song drink water and mind my business michelle williams got on that song she did like a little reel on instagram with her drinking water and like playing the music and then um jada also recorded a reel where she drank her water um, and her business and and played the song in the background so that was like a great moment in patrice's uh, career um, because she got like this like international recognition um, with that song but the song that i was listening to carry on that's like a little bit older. So yeah, Carry On by Patrice Roberts. Nice. What's your second song? My second song is also not a current song, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also not old as fuck. Um, it's just not at all recent. It is We Cry by The Script. <clears throat> who, I've heard of The Script, but I don't yeah, think I've... Irish, Irish band. Mm, okay. Um they are just so fucking good at what they do um every single album that they've released has been dope as hell um i've seen them live twice dope as hell um Mm. and we cry is just a really good song it's a cool ass it's a cool ass band in my opinion yeah they make they make good shit we cry is lyrically a very strong song and i just really like it i've been listening to the shit out of it because i suddenly remembered suddenly remember that they existed the other day question time question time do you want me to ask first or do you want to ask me um, first yes you can ask me first so we we're recording this on a saturday saturday mm-hmm. the 2nd of april to be exact the grammys mm-hmm. are tomorrow evening mm-hmm. at like mm-hmm. ass o'clock for me and you mm. is there something that you're really looking forward to for the Grammys you and something it. you know it and something that you you're really it. not looking forward to for the Ooh. Grammys. What I'm actually looking forward to with the Grammys is seeing Spice, the Queen of Dancehall. That's what I'm looking for. Um, yes. looking forward to. Um, so for those of you who don't know who Spice is, she's a dancehall artist from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, she is nominated um for best reggae album for her album 10 that she recently dropped um and that's what i'm looking forward to she's right now in vegas um doing like a pre um i don't know party get together with her fans and a few of her team members but also she's doing like fittings and stuff like that and she's recording it so she's documenting it and we can follow her journey which i think is awesome because it's so fun yeah yeah Yeah. Um, what I really don't care for is 
everything else. What I mean with everything else is like, okay, I will be looking forward to a few performances, depending mm-hmm. on who the performers are, because I, I don't remember. Um, but everything else, I don't know, because I feel like, I don't know, I want it, like, if I'm watching the Grammys or any award show, mm-hmm. I want it to feel, I understand that it's it's a script, like yeah. a production that they put together, yeah, yeah. but I don't want it to be like too scripted or too put together. Like I would want it to be like a bit more genuine. Yeah, like yeah. if you're broadcasting this to the world, like put some emotion into it. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly structured show. Yeah. So structured. Yeah. But so- like I understand on one side because, you know, it's live television. They have a yeah, time yeah, slot. Yeah, I definitely understand that whatever whatever but yeah it's what you said it feels very um impersonal i guess yeah 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 if that's the right word yeah yeah that that's how that's how we feel that's all okay 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 so just like chardonnay said miss miss spice is the one of the night for him miss spice Spice is my highlight. I mean, if Rihanna was going or Beyonce or Nikki or whatever, I mean, those would be my highlights as well. Um, Because I've I've basically grew up with them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all I've been listening to growing up. That's why I want to see the red carpet. Because you never actually know who the fuck is going until you see the red carpet. Because, like, last year, Beyonce was... Everybody was like, Beyonce is not coming. And then she showed up. (laughs) She mm-hmm. she didn't do the red carpet though. She she just was inside and people were like, "Hello? <laughs> is that Beyoncé yeah. just sitting there?" My question is to you, if you were ever offered the chance mm-hmm. to be a mm-hmm. songwriter mm-hmm. for a K-pop group, would you take it? Knowing that you don't write songs, would um, you take that opportunity to write songs for them? No. because like writing songs you don't necessarily have to know how to sing yeah Um, because you could also be just a lyricist like you could also just write yeah yeah, yeah. the words or assist with putting the words together because i know um like with sentences and paragraphs and just like certain Mm -hmm. things with grammar you're very good at so Mm -hmm. um in that aspect like as a lyricist like would you um no (laughs) (laughs) why Why like how i take my whole microphone with me when i'm laughing um i mean i i don't think i'm good at creative writing i'm good Mm. at academic writing okay um i feel like that's useless when it comes to songwriting because um songwriting requires a lot of one creativity yes um but also to be able to implement all of these like frills and stuff that make um words sound pretty and um a lot of imagery and and it has um, to hit like metaphors exactly and um i for one am already not very good at expressing my emotions so Mm. that's already like a block and then Mm -hmm. two yeah i'm more academically inclined when it comes to writing um and even then when i write academically it's also not the best so (laughs) it's like it's it's decent but it's not the best and if i if i'm not writing academically i write the exact same way that i speak so Mm, (laughs) it's um, that's so true yeah i don't feel like i could bring anything of value into that industry when you are writing music for foreign acts um foreign as in 
foreign from where you live or where you're located. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a certain level of care that has to be put into things. And it's just like an ability that I do not have, not that I don't (laughs) care. I care, but I don't have that creative ability to be like, I should consider that this is going to be translated to a different language. So maybe I shouldn't make it so, um, specific to like maybe my life's metaphors because maybe this is only a thing that happens here in portugal or in europe or in namibia or whatever and then like they have to find an alternative that Mm -hmm. can maybe apply to them um so really i think just for the sake of making life easier for them they should (laughs) skip me (laughs) they should skip me but if they want to maybe talk about music and just like talk about shit that we like sure Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) um okay well that's that's fair that's fair enough yeah so yeah that's that that concludes um today's episode keep an eye out for thursday's episode because we'll be talking about everything that happened at the grammys what we liked what we didn't like um the performances Mm -hmm. like you know we're just gonna discuss the things and mm-hmm. um yeah as we said we recorded this on saturday so the grammys haven't happened yet so we can't really talk about the things yeah. um but yeah keep an eye out for thursday and then in terms of today's episode if you have any questions feel free to ask us hop in the dms hop in the comments um find us on our social media accounts uh which you know i'll say just now <laughs> <laughs> Or you can find in the description of wherever you are listening to and or watching us. But anyway, if you are on YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe, turn on post notifications. If you are on Spotify or Anchor, follow the podcast, rate the podcast. You can leave comments on Anchor if you you feel like it. Um, Our social media accounts, Don't Touch My Music Pod on both Instagram and TikTok. um and yeah that's where you can find us that's where you can holler at us that's where you can uh, let us know the things and the stuff yeah see you on thursday or whatever all right bye everyone bye for music lovers industry professionals and anyone who just wants to stay in the loop tune in every monday and thursday for all new episodes where we'll tell you everything you need to know about music artists and the industry 